Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is How to Sleep. I am Mike Schaefer, and this is Mini Manual number two. I'm following up on the Super Mario Brothers read-through of the instructional booklet for that classic NES game. And today's episode, the Christmas Eve episode, has a nice little addition to that instructional booklet. I can't wait to get to that. I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, I'll answer a couple questions as well. And I just wanted to wish everyone, if you're still traveling, safe travels, and hope you're enjoying yourselves or at least getting through the travels and driving safely or, or flying safely. And if you're hosting friends and family, I hope you're enjoying yourselves and the shopping is done and the food prep is is being taken care of and and you know you just you're you're doing what i hope everyone can do around the holiday season around family which is relax and that isn't always the case so i hope you can do that a couple quick things how do you get in touch with the show how to sleep podcast at facebook twitter is now how to sleep cast someone had taken how to Sleep Podcast, so we'll just shorten it. How to Sleep Cast on Twitter. Gmail is how to sleep podcast at gmail.com if you want to send any messages. Please uh, share the show, rate, review. I appreciate all that love. So let's get into the questions. The first question comes from Ren McCormick from Beaumont, Oklahoma. And Ren asks, What are your favorite holiday songs? Great question. Ren, thanks for for submitting to the show. There are a couple of candidates. And I'll say The Little Drummer Boy and All I Want for Christmas is You. Mariah Carey version, the Mariah Carey version, the original, and Santa Claus is coming to town. And a couple thoughts on each. So Little Drummer Boy, I think I've I've always liked the song, but when I was a teenager, I guess, there was one winter growing up in Michigan where we were, you know, essentially snowed in, and I was in my bedroom and I had a computer, and I was playing, like, a, a computer version of Mahjong, like, the tile game. And it was, for whatever reason at that time, very addicted. And I played it that whole winter, basically. But I was killing a lot of time when I was off from school playing that game, listening to holiday music. And I listened to a lot of Little Drummer Boy during that Mahjong winter, and it it has always stuck with me. That was a very relaxing winter, listening to the holiday music and playing that game. So there's one candidate. All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey. Not much to say other than it's a, a classic. It's very perfectly featured in the movie Love Actually, which I actually just watched last night, or parts of it. And... It's upbeat, it's positive, uh, the message is love, and it's a holiday song, and Mariah Carey is at her her peak in that song. She's absolutely 
slaying it there. So that's also a candidate. And then, of course, the the original Santa Claus is coming to town. Now, this song, just in general, is an, is a candidate for everything it says about Christmas and Santa coming. I I remember it as a kid really liking the song and the message. However, when I got older and I got into listening to Bruce Springsteen and I came across Bruce Springsteen's live version of him singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town, it was a game changer. And I absolutely love that version of Bruce Springsteen singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And you have Clarence Clemens as the big man, you know, doing the Santa laugh, and he does the, you better be good, um, for goodness sake, and he does it in his deep, deep baritone voice. It's just a wonderful version of that song. I think that takes the cake. Santa Claus is coming to town, Bruce Springsteen version. And then I think honorable honorable mention, which I, I was listening to the other day, and actually then came across an article, theringer.com came out with an article breaking down the entire song. You, know, you should go find the article, and it's on the song Christmas Rapping by The Waitresses. I think his song was in like 1981, somewhere around there. It's just a fun, upbeat, happy Christmas song, and relatively modern to, by today's standards, considering that most of the holiday songs we're listening to are 50, 60 years old. So that's an honorable mention. Fun song. Go check it out. Thanks for the question, Ren. Next question. What's your favorite Christmas food? My favorite Christmas food is my Grandma Larson's ham brown sugar gravy. And what this is, is if you haven't had it, maybe you have, maybe you have a different recipe. It's essentially you're, you're cooking a ham for Christmas, and that ham, at least the way we cooked it, is you're, you're covering it in a, some combination of uh, mustard, regular mustard or, or dry mustard, brown sugar, pineapple rings, and you'll drain most of the juice, but you can use some of that pineapple juice, and... Maybe hams are pretty salty, but you just a little bit of something like Worcestershire or soy, really not too much, maybe just a splash, and a lot of that's for the, the color as well. And you're going to mix that up and slather it over the ham, and you'll bake it. And as that goodness melts down and cooks into the bottom of the pan, you get uh, all that liquid once the ham's done, you'll you'll you know you'll be basting the ham throughout the cooking time, and then you'll suction all of that liquid out, put it into a, a pot, and you'll start turning that into a gravy. And you can use something like cornstarch or uh, there's a this stuff called Wondra flour that isn't as gelatinous as cornstarch, and you'll make a little slurry with that, and then put that into the gravy to thicken up, uh, the liquid to thicken up into a delicious, sweet, tangy, brown sugar gravy to go with your ham and the pineapple. That is my favorite, and 
every Christmas growing up for years and years and years. It was everyone's favorite part of the meal. My grandma, for whatever reason, insisted on never making enough gravy. So you would you'd be essentially getting a spoonful, like one big spoonful of gravy on your mashed potatoes. And that that would also have to be enough to cover the the ham, whatever you put your gravy on. And so my everyone we questioned it, but it was you know grandma made the gravy, but I was just never understood why there was so little gravy when there's a whole room and a table full of of relatives, hungry relatives who've been waiting all day to eat, who want that gravy, they're salivating, and then you get a spoonful. When I started taking over and doing my own Christmases, the gravy amount has tripled at minimum because not only do you need enough gravy for that first meal and second helpings, but you need it for leftovers too. So never understood it, but you got to respect the cook and the the effort she was putting in. I still haven't quite replicated her flavor. It's close, but still thankful for, for having that recipe. So my favorite Christmas food, there you go. Okay, and to to close things out on the mini manual number two, this is pretty cool. So as I was reading through the Super Mario Brothers instruction booklet you know they had the tips and tricks in that in that booklet but they were i mean they were pretty simplistic as i said and i knew there were more cheats and so i I looked it up and i I found some through a couple sites and i'm going to read one from the website ign and these are they're by no means exhaustive so if you hear these and and you know of different tips and tricks, please shoot me an email or, or post something on Facebook. I'd love to, to see what you have. Um, I know there are glitches in the game that the, the speed runners who I had mentioned, the ones who are finding the most expertise ways to shave time off from completing levels and beating the game so they can hold world records and how quickly they beat it. They are, there are glitches where they're, they're teleporting through parts of the level and through bricks and 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 so those are impressive they they aren't here for the most part if you know of them and can easily explain them please by all means send them over what i'm going to do is read a few cheats for the original super mario brothers so this is from ign.com a website i followed for years and years when i was more into video games they're still at it. So this page contains a list of cheats, codes, easter eggs, tips, and other secrets for Super Mario Bros. 4 NES. The first one is Blooper Dodge. If you just walk along the seafloor, parentheses as regular Mario, bloopers will never be able to kill you because they are forced back up just before they hit the floor, parentheses, or you. It's a good tip. Next we have Firepower Skate. You must have firepower to make this work. 
Anytime you exit a pipe or start a level through a doorway, hold B and A. You should automatically jump, and if done right, you'll be able to skate on one foot for a little while as long as you hold down B. That's pretty cool. I definitely never tried that, so that's one to, to check out as well. Now we have Save Your Place. Try holding start when you die, just after it's too late to pause. You should begin the level where you died. And that's definitely one that I've done and tried, and it works. Next, we have Firepower While Small. To do this, you need to be big or have firepower. First, you must be in the last level of any world except for World 8. Then you must jump on Bowser's nose and the hammer that causes the bridge to retract. You have to touch the hammer and Bowser's nose at the same time for it to work. You will start flashing like you have been hit, but you will stay big. When you get a mushroom in the next world, it will make you small. Now, go find a flower and you'll have firepower while small until you take a hit. That's, so I did that, We, you know, it's because we played the game. And we must have read this tip somewhere. You know, it was so much harder to, to get the tips. It was it was all word of mouth with, you know, oh, did you hear about John, you know, down the street? He's playing, and, and he jumped on Bowser's nose and the hammer at the same time. And did you know you can be, when you get hit, you can actually get big instead of small. And that was a groundbreaking thing because... That was, uh, you know, one of the first, like, not it's not cheat code, but one of the first glitches in, in a game that is a secret. And, and it was a big secret. It was a big thing. And the only way you knew about it is if someone, down, like a neighbor kid or someone from school did it. And you found out, and it was all word of mouth. And it's a different time. And that's a cool glitch. Very difficult to do. Um, only did it a, a handful of times but super cool when it worked. Oh, how cool is this? So these are Game Genie codes. So if you're not familiar, the Game Genie was an additional device that you purchased. It was a, a, a device that helped you cheat on the game. It was designed for that. And you have your Nintendo cartridges that went into the console. And this was an extension of the cartridge, not an extension, but a separate device that you put the cartridge in, and then you plug the Game Genie into the console. And it had, you know, I guess software or whatever ability inside of it to enter codes, and they gave you all sorts of different cheats, like uh, more lives, or it changed um, the way the levels were run, um, things like that. So I'll read through these Game Genie codes. So, and they all have what looks to be six-letter codes that you enter in the Game Genie. So first we have YYT, OZA, start with over 155 lives. Then we have AAZUAG, jump as high as you want by holding down the A button. And we have, when you want to come back down, let go of the A button, this only works on turbo running. 
A-A-O-P-A-K, no background. Y-Y-O-P-A-K, only clouds in background. G-G-O-P-A-K, background all mixed up. E-A-K-K-P-O, no enemies. Parentheses, weird. Don't know what that means. Guess you just run along the level and don't fall into pits or fire. K-I-I-O-Z-V, distortion of level 1. A-A-T-O-Z-A, 1 and 2 players have 1 life. So you can make it harder. I-A-T-O-Z-A, 1 and 2 players have 6 lives. A-A-T-O-Z-E, 1 and 2 players have 9 lives. V-A-T-O-L-E, 1 has 8 lives, 2 has 3 lives. S-X-I-O-P-O, infinite lives for 1 and 2. A-P-Z-L-G-K, super jump from standing. T-P-Z-L-T-G, super jump from run. G-P-Z-U-A-G, super jump from turbo run. A-P-Z-L-G-G, mega jump from standing. A-P-Z-L-T-G, mega jump from running. And then finally, G-A-Z-U-A-G, mega jump from turbo running. And then moving down, we have extra lives. When you stomp on a turtle, kick it to the right and follow it. If it hits eight other turtles, then you'll win an extra life. Continue. At the game over screen, hold A. When the one player, two player selection screen appears, press start. Alright. Extra lives in world three. Near the end of stage three one, you will see two turtles coming down the steps. Hop over the first turtle and let it pass. The second turtle is the one you want. Hop slightly as it gets within range, so that you come down and its shell remains on the step. It will bounce against the wall and back to Mario, repeatedly, and points will rapidly multiply as you remain in place, bouncing it against the wall. Soon, the points will multiply to the point where you receive an extra life for each bop, and you can continue to collect lives until you have as many as you need. It takes a lot of practice to get the timing right. But once you do, this is an easy way to get dozens of lives. And this was the, to me and my friends, the Super Mario Brothers cheat. This is the trick. This was the secret. It was hard to do. It was. It took a very deft hand at the the controller and the timing, and you had to be just right. But when you got it right. One, you got all those extra lives, and what more can you ask for in a game that, you know, was pretty hard. And so all those extra lives helped out so much. But two, you were a legend if you could get this right. You were an absolute legend if you could get the turtle one-up trick uh, in stage 3-1. What a cool trick, the Extra Lives in World 3. That was a great one. Still is great. 
All right, next we have Moonwalk on level 4-2. At the beginning, you have to jump two things. One is big, the other is narrow. On the narrow one, jump and hold down. If you did this right, you should be under some bricks. Let go of down and keep holding left. Mario then will moonwalk. Just like Michael Jackson. Warp to World 5. In World 1, duck and jump backward toward the brick. Don't break it. If you did this right, you should go through the wall and pipe into a warp zone. Ignore the first pipe, then jump down the second pipe and you warp to World 5. And also, the warps in Mario were the first time, like, n finding ways to skip levels. These secrets were the first time you did it, and every time after it was great, but that first time was a... Video games in general were fascinating and fun and, and revolutionary, but then to, to realize they had hidden secrets in there, like the ability to skip levels, that... Like, that was your mind exploding at the potential of what else could be out there. And we talk about word of mouth, and like, oh, the warp levels. You know, it came to a certain point if you didn't know about them. It was almost embarrassing, but that first time you found out, wow. Okay, we have Minus World. To get to the never-ending water level, play through most of World 1-2, and make sure that you have the firepower ability. At the part right near the end of the stage, just past the second series of elevator platforms, there's a pipe that leads above ground so that you can tag the level flag. Instead of entering the pipe, hop onto it and turn your attention to the overhead blocks. Break the second and third block away from the pipe along the ceiling. It's important that one block remains unbroken, the one positioned right next to the pipe. Now face left the way you came. Duck and jump backward toward the pipe so that your head would graze the brick but not break it. You need to remain ducked the whole time. If you aim properly, Mario's foot will catch on the pipe and he will start to slide through it. Let him continue to slide all the way through the wall into the screen that normally would allow you to warp to worlds 2, 3, or 4. Enter the first pipe to reach negative world. Minus 1. I need to go back and try this one. That's one I didn't know about until right this second, and that sounds pretty cool. Alright, we have extra points from fireworks. When you touch the flagpole, take note of how many seconds remain on the timer. If you touch the pole just as the last digit is a 1, 3, or 6, you will trigger 1, 3, or 6 fireworks accordingly. Each firework increases your score by additional points. And that's what the booklet was referencing when I read through it. And I couldn't remember what it meant to when you jumped on the flagpole. Now I remember trying to land at the certain times on the clock. Alright. Warp to world 6, 7, or 8. When you get to world 4-2, go past the first set of question mark blocks and the elevator. Jump the hole and you will see a slightly lowered ceiling overhead. You can jump around beneath that area to reveal invisible blocks that form a staircase leading up toward the overhead bricks. Break those bricks and one of them will cause a beanstalk to appear. 
Climb the beanstalk to reach a secret bonus area. At the end of the bonus area, you will find pipes that allow you to warp directly to world 6, 7, or 8. And our final tip and trick for Super Mario Bros. Warp to world 2, 3, or 4. Play through most of world 1, 2. You will reach two sets of elevator platforms. Let the second set of platforms carry you toward the black top part of the screen where your score is registered. When you are almost even with the brick ceiling, jump from the elevator platform and to the right. Run along the ceiling and you will reach an opening that drops you into a room with pipes. They allow you to warp to worlds 2, 3, or 4. And that was my first introduction. This, this warp was my first introduction to warp worlds in Super Mario Brothers, Or for any video game for that instance. And that was influential. That first time I jumped up, ran off screen, you know, went to a different part of the screen that until then I didn't even consider that you could you could break the rules, so to speak, and and that that was by design. Man, that was that was great. So those were the cheats and, and tips and tricks at IGN.com. So I hope you enjoyed listening to the booklet for Super Mario Brothers. I hope you enjoyed the a little bit of additional info on, on things to do. If, you're, if you have some downtime over the holidays, maybe revisit the original. I know now you can access the original through the other, the, the newer Nintendo um, platforms. They actually sold that little separate Nintendo with all the games built right into it, so I'm sure it's in there. So go back and, and play and relive some of your childhood. Enjoy that nostalgia around the holiday season. So safe travels to you and yours. Happy holidays, and I'll talk to you soon.